0: This podcast is sponsored by Huboo, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Haboo. Three peeps in the
1: podcast. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, Robin's Review. An emotional seven days in more ways than one. A fantastic three points up at Borough, followed by the conquering of the unbeaten Southampton team on Tuesday with one of our best performances of the season. On Wednesday came the announcement of the very stylish heritage kit with that fantastic video that still gives me goosebumps, even on the 50th watch. And then an FPA dinner on Friday night, bringing back that team from 74... Followed by the pitch parade, surely this would be topped off by a win against QPR side struggling at the bottom of the division. However, that wasn't to be the case. We still seem to struggle to break down teams below us in the league whilst continuing to excel against teams higher and in higher divisions. In this podcast, we'll attempt to work out why that is the case, because quite frankly, it's getting right on my nerves. And that performance and result has really took the shine off what was a fantastic week. Matt is with me as always. Matt, where did it all go wrong yesterday?
0: I, I Yeah, hello, mate. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't know if we are going to be able to solve it. Um, I'll put the, uh, the onus on our guests for that one. Um, but, yeah, I've seen a couple of people kind of querying the fact that people have said that was typical Bristol City. But I think it was. I genuinely think that when we're on a bit of a crest of a wave, we've been playing some really good football, especially that Southampton game. I mean, you said performance of the season. I'd go as far as to say the performance in a number of years um, because of the quality. And then we go and put in a performance like that yesterday against a side that were clearly low on confidence, but actually were were much the better side. And it's, I don't know what it is, Patch, about sides that allow us to have more of the ball and I think that was always going to be the case with QPR. And that's where my worry then comes in with James and Williams playing against those teams and the creativity. And it was surely crying out for Scott Twine to get on the pitch. And it never happened. So for, for me, a large part of yesterday, I think Liam Manning got large parts wrong yesterday. Um, was,
1: was there any yeah, insight? I can't explain it. Was there any insight from anyone on as to why Twine didn't come on?
0: Well, seemingly a bit like with, with Sykes. And I have to say, Although I was calling for Sykes to come on earlier than he did, when he did come on, to me didn't look anywhere near fit, mm. um, anywhere near interested. And and you know, I don't obviously that is pretty disparaging, but he didn't. Um, and so I can only assume it's the same for Twine. But for me, if if you're fit enough to be on the bench, you've got to be able to play at least 45 minutes. Yeah. And that's when that change should have been made. I was amazed that Twine didn't come on at halftime. Um, especially one are down. So, I mean, Liam Manning has said with both of them that they couldn't have played longer, certainly with Sykes than he did. But mm-hmm. you know, that, that that makes me question. Shouldn't really be on the bench then, if that's the case, because you don't know what might happen: injuries, suspend, you know, people getting mm-hmm. sent off. That you might have to call on someone. So, yeah, a, a bit of a
1: strange one for me. Okay, uh, Lee's three words were slow, disconnected and lazy. Sadly, this was probably the worst performance under Manning in front of another big crowd – Everything felt slow. There was very little connection across the pitch with lots of mis- misplaced passes. The performance felt lazy to me. Players leaving it to one another and slow into shape and, re- and recovery. An opportunity missed. Uh, at this point, uh, I'd like to bring it in our guest. It's legacy number 733. Uh, 16 appearances for City. One goal from 1989 to 1990. And now, as I understand it, Nelsie and Tickenham under 18's coach. Come in, Jason Neaton. How are you, sir? There
2: we go. Yeah, very good.
1: Yeah, Hard thanks for coming
2: then. on. <laughs> yeah, no
1: problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just to quickly touch on a few things before we talk about the game. So, uh, as I say, a couple of weeks ago, Bristol City launched the, uh, formally launched the Heritage and Archive, and also alongside that, the legacy numbers. So, giving you a number, 733 uh and apart in bristol city history i think we're up to 1177 now with mabudi coming on on uh, on tuesday night um but that must mean something of a great deal to you
2: yeah probably firstly it shows how old i am <laughs> 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 no. don't look it, jace <laughs> um no it's obviously nice just for them to do that as a club it's um you know and when you look back on it people still remember you you know, yeah. few do nowadays because of uh, getting a bit older, but it is nice. And, you know, especially yesterday going to the ground and seeing the um, the tribute to the Leeds game, mm. that was, uh, that was special. And I know people say, Oh, you know, why do they do it? Why do they remember games, the old games? But I thought it was, it was fantastic. And for those guys there to step out on the pitch, um, you you're special for them. And um, it's sort of, I know you mentioned it earlier. It's sort of quite heartwarming, isn't it, seeing that and mm. you know, the joy that it brings to us supporters, and the joy it brings to them and their families as well. So I think it's so important to remember the old days as well as the recent times.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then more recent news for you, uh, Nelsie and Tickenham under-18s coach. I think I saw that come up on Twitter a few weeks ago.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's something that we were approached. Uh, me and um, one of the other guys that we've been sort of running, and under well, we're under 16s now, but we've taken them over about five years, mm-hmm. uh, playing in successfully into the Bristol Avon Youth League um on a Sunday. So we won a couple of cups last year and got a really good squad of young players that we managed to take to sort of under 16s football. And there was a huge gap then after the under 16s, where where do these lads go? Mm-hmm. Um and Nelsie and Tickenham, um, chairman there, approached us to say, would we like to take on a new concept at Nelsie? And for us, it's it's just a nice opportunity to try and give those lads the chance to play semi-professional football as early as they can. Some of our lads have been at academies and unfortunately haven't been able to go on and do what they wanted as a professional. But this gives them that opportunity, if they're good enough still, to be spotted at a, a decent standard of football. So, you know, it's and hopefully with the experience that I've had from non-league, league, etc., pass that on and um, give them a good understanding of what they need to learn and how they can uh, get that next opportunity. Um, and hopefully, and nothing will make me prouder if some of those lads make the first team and get spotted for something else and mm. you know starting themselves a little bit of money. And, and it's been difficult because some have had some real big knockbacks as well. From their career thinking that they've been told and there's a lot of academies around that tell these players that they're good enough and take the money off them and then unfortunately under 16s that's it it ends and there's this huge gap to under 18 so really looking forward to it and um yeah can't wait to get going
1: brilliant fantastic and um lots of young players in the Bristol City starting 11 and squad now and and uh, the academy has almost filled the bench on occasion in the past few months what is what is that step up from sort of under 18s under 23s into uh, the the men's game if you like into that that sort of level what's the key attributes that they need to develop in that short space of time
2: um, i think once you go from junior football to men's football i think it's just having that stepping stone because it's it's a huge when you're 15 16 physically you're you're probably not ready there'll be the odd one or two that you know ready that we see in you know league debuts um for various clubs but it's just understanding probably that jump of the pace of the game the you know, like when you see a lot of the academy players now and they they play a lot of football on all weather pitches, so they play on four G. Right. So all, all of a sudden, it's going from four G to you know the, the good old fashioned you <laughs> know pitches that aren't as nice, and you know with with the amount of games that have been called off recently, yeah, it's that it's just getting that change from kids into men and being it's, physicality, it's I guess more, as well. Yeah, more, more physicality, and you don't get as much time. And probably the surroundings aren't as nice when you when you start going from four G pitches to you know pitches that are yeah
1: know. I completely get this um, the rides of the four G pitches and things like that but f- for me I I, it's, I and I know that's the reason that they can get more games on and uh, it's it's a lot it's all weather isn't it essentially but um, it does lose a bit of magic for me and it doesn't always replicate uh, playing football on grass.
2: No, and, and totally, and that's what you find. A lot of lads aren't used to that now. So it's um it's nice. You you don't you don't get a bubble, it's you know, it's all very pretty, it's it's nice, but yeah, you get on that pitch and you know it's it's totally different. So yeah. that's probably the biggest step I would say from the football that we've been playing, the under 16s, going through to grass, football on grass, and um it's trying to get used to that.
1: Okay, well, we've put it off long enough, Jason. Uh, could you put your finger on anything uh, specific that went wrong yesterday? I mean, we 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 made made two changes from from Tuesday with Tanner coming out, McCrory coming in, and Wells coming in, um, and Conway coming out. So two changes from the starting lineup from Tuesday, but a completely different mindset, approach, game plan. What was uh, what was it for you?
2: Well, you always try and work out what the team's going to be. Like, on the way to the game, it's just like, oh, what, what are we going to change today? Because he um, does like changing things around. Um, and probably one change that I thought was going to be made, maybe midfield. So I thought Hitman would come in for one of the central two, Williams um, or James. I thought that would be the only change that we would make. So I was quite disappointed that we didn't start with very similar to, to what we started against Southampton. Um, obviously there was reasons behind that, whether that was fitness, etc. I think we missed Tanner massively um from that right back berth. Um, I think from the form that he's played, and not even to get on the pitch um yesterday was a was a bit of a shock as well. I know you can't make that many subs, but I think we probably missed him, his the way he's been playing recently. Um the midfield two. Williams and James, I thought we were... Uh, Joe Williams, I've never seen him give away that many balls. I was yeah. It was just really surprised. Um, and after about 20 minutes of the game, I couldn't see us. It was so flat. The whole, the ground was flat. The the the, the play was flat. We were very predictable. Um, I couldn't see us scoring. And that was really early on. I suppose I, I felt bored of the game. Yeah, I was like, where, "How how's this going to change? How are we going to, you know, break this team down?" Um, and it didn't really get any better from twenty minutes onwards.
1: No, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll get to the minutes in a second. But Matt, we'll do our talk club check in. How how are you out of ten today? It's uh five five sixteen on Sunday evening.
0: Um, yeah, um, probably a six, mate. Um. Didn't enjoy that at all yesterday, and I've been out cleaning the conservatory roof today, um, <laughs> covered in crap, so yeah, probably a six, mate.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Well, I Plus I getting photos from you, drinking till God knows what time last night, and then <laughs> when I say, we're doing the pod at 9.30, and you said... No chance. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah and I look, I look back. Six. I look back at my message and I don't even think I spelt chance correctly.
0: <laughs> I don't think you did actually though. No. no.
1: um Yeah, I didn't let I didn't let it get in my way. Yesterday, I I planned to um to go out after a couple of heavy days on on Team FPA. So we went out and had a few drinks last night and yeah rolled in in the early hours, which was uh which was nice last night. But this morning I definitely needed a, a lie in. Um. So yeah, no podcast this morning. Managed to get out though and took the kids to um mendip um ski center i think it's called jason down your way yeah nice. yeah they we they's uh we got a tobogganing voucher for christmas so if, if you haven't done that with uh with kids under 12 i i'd highly recommend it it's uh it's good fun for them for for half an hour and then you can sit and watch uh the professionals coming down the the ski slope but yeah it was really good so um i'm i'm gonna go seven i'm gonna go seven out of ten because it has been a great few days other than on the pitch, Jason. How about yourself?
2: God, coming from the game yesterday, I was absolutely distraught. I don't know; it really affected me yesterday that game, yeah. that performance, and I was, you know, I was, I couldn't work it out. I was, I was in the car. Me and my boy go down and trying to sort of. We didn't talk to each other. I don't think I'm waking <laughs> up. Apart from a dad ringing me up and saying, "Oh, what happened today?" You know, when people come and say, <laughs> I, "I couldn't work it out." Yeah. I mean, and then I uh, I had an evening out, forgot all about it, and then um, regretted it this morning. So, <laughs> okay. and then then today the kids had a football training session, so I joined in and um, let my frustrations out and uh,
1: took out a few kids.
2: Yes, yeah, so <laughs> that's the that's the best way around it. Oh, brilliant! Love so, that. Yeah, I, I I I'll go for a seven. I think today okay. I'm I'm sort of over it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, this this. In in the the pandemic years, um, Matt obviously with some terrible performances, and we find sort of talking it all through really helped and helped it other people help. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so let's I'm see for a seven afterwards. Mate, I was yeah. going to say
1: we'll do a check when, out, when, Matt, and see if you can yeah, get when, you up to
0: a seven. When Jason can put his finger on exactly why it was, and we know. I'm not sure to by, that by the again, end he'll work it yeah,
1: out. Yeah, I'll be I'll be a good seven or eight. I reckon. Absolutely right. So I think I've more or less said the starting lineup, but I'll go through it again. Uh so uh, O'Leary, McCrory, Viner, Dickey, Roberts, James and Williams, Knight, Mametti, and Bell, and then Naki Wells up top. So that's uh sort of four, two, three, one formation. Uh right, into the fifth minute. It's Bell driving down the left hand side, Matt. He pulls it back to Jason Knight, who hits his shot into the ground and wide.
0: Yeah, um, I, I love Jason Knight. I think his, his his energy, his press is excellent. But this is where you see that he's just not unnatural in that that advanced sort of role for me. Um, technique was was horrible, um, and he gets quite a few of those chances, and and rarely forces the keeper into a save. So um, yeah, it's the what not a worry, but I, I think Liam Manning sees him in that role though.
1: Rather than really, in the two with yeah, wins
0: and he's, he's not really James. giving him any kind of game time in that, that that sort of two, has he? So who who knows with the summer in, you know, with the contract situation and stuff? But yeah, it was it
1: was a re, well not a really good, it was a good chance, and he, he's got to be hitting the target there. And uh, we'll come on to what happened to to Sam Bell, but he seemed a bright player, Jason, in that first twenty minutes, didn't
2: he? Sam, yeah. Yeah he skinned the fullback a couple of times didn't he I thought oh, right here we yeah. go they they looked quite vulnerable on that um on that right side and um probably yeah good good couple of runs opportunities um I thought yeah that's where we're going to get success today and then bang <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's your view on the on Jason Knight? I mean, a couple of times we know he's a skillful player. We know he can run all day, and we know there's a, a proper player in there. But a couple of times yesterday, he sort of found himself up front with with Naki Wells, and as Matt said, he, he keeps getting these opportunities, and he does take some. But um, yeah, on some occasions, it just does, doesn't go for him.
2: I think with um, with the way that he plays, he he loves to press, doesn't he, from the front? So he he, he uses lots of energy up uh, by doing some of the donkey work up uh, up top and i think if he if he was put into those two into the two which i don't think will happen for a while only by probably by default i think he could reserve a little bit of his energy and come from a little bit deeper rather than starting mm. further forward because he's chasing he's chasing the keeper down he does a lot of that work where i think he probably could save his energy for Different times in the game rather than dotting around, um, backwards, forwards, across the back three, four. Mm. Um, I just think at the moment we're relying on him to get goals as well, aren't we? Yeah, and the chance yesterday, um, he did snatch it, didn't he? And you know, you look back on that, and it was a terrible miss, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but. You know he's not a natural goal scorer, is he? But he'll get chances, and because of his work rate and how he puts himself about.
1: Matt, um, obviously, um, Mac Max Bird is uh, still scoring goals. Uh, where where would you see him fitting into this four two three one? Would he be in that three?
0: Well, he's a, he's he's a, as far as I know, I've I've not watched a lot of him, but I think he's just a, he's a left-footed midfielder. But again, gets gets quite advanced, so. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know whether he would play in a kind of wider Anis type role or would be central. So you've got a balance of left and right in the middle. I don't know.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. Into the twenty-first minute, Dickie brings the ball out. Bell again involved, coming inside. The ball eventually works its way out to McCrory, who shoots and hits the side netting. Now, uh, the Lansdowne sort of side was was up and celebrating that one, Jason. But obviously, you're on the Dolman side, so you could see that that wasn't in.
2: I actually thought it was in. I was like, just gonna like, like, say the dol- the dolman stand actually yeah. did all jump up. Yeah because I, yeah. I, I think my eyesight's not as good as it used to be, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought and I said to Lou, my boy, I said, why why did he disallow that? he, said, oh, <laughs> he didn't go in. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that that one needed to bear needed to go in, didn't it? It was good. Yeah. He, he hit it well. Yeah, good strike. Um, yeah, I thought, oh yeah. That was just a little bit of
1: luck we we could have done with. Yeah, Matt, uh, we've we've seen McCrory, and we know we know what again what he's capable of. But uh, good to see him getting the shot away. But we need to we need to be getting him on target as well.
0: Yeah, I mean you, you're not expecting your right back to smash one in left footed, Ie from from that sort of position. But um, he, he is a player I like. Again, I don't I don't think we'll see the best of him until next season after a, a strong preseason. Um, but he, he he's very. Attack minded and, and he varies it as well. He will go outside, but he will also come inside. Um, and I, I bet he wins most of his 50 50s as well. So he's a player I like, but but like Jason sort of said, Josh Tanner's been absolutely flying and on top form, and
1: he's also added that that attacking Get, play to ex- his it, game exactly. Recently. And,
0: and we, we don't know. I mean, in, in the way that Cornick in the week, he, he had a bit of a, a an illness about him. You never know that if there's anything gone through the camp or if George felt something or... But for me, when you're on your top form, and I'm contradicting myself because of the Williams and James thing, because they were both superb the other night, but it, it, with the way Tanner is defensively at the moment, I was really surprised that he changed that. Um, I didn't think that George looked like a player that needed a rest. Um, you know, he's, yes, he's played a lot of minutes, but so have Zach, and so, so is Rob. Um, so yeah, that that one did surprise me really. I've got to be honest.
2: And he and he seems to have gained more confidence going forward. Yeah,
0: much, absolutely, much
2: yeah. better player going forward. I think you know with with the with the way they do it and they rotate the fullbacks going forward. I think you know there's there's a hell of a lot of space out there that he's you know he's more comfortable going into. And um, we tend to, because because I, I sit on the the right on the dolman E32, I'm sort of you sort of look at players and how they how they've been, and he doesn't turn back as much as he used to. So no, you're right, yeah. But yeah. that comes that comes with confidence, doesn't it? And you know, getting game time and you know that and that that's what's happened, I think, for him. Yeah, and he's a, he's a good outlet.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, 24th minute, Matt. It's Sam Bell pulling up on the left-hand side uh harry cornick is the choice uh of to come on and take his position but a, a massive blow and it's to hamstrings again
0: yeah and you know i know i know there was the um the whole thing around hamstrings in bristol city over the last few seasons but you know what what can you do when a lad maybe that is a case of a lad who's played a lot of minutes recently mm. Um, but you know, he's 20 minutes into the game. He's had a number of good, good sort of pacey runs. It's just one of those things. I don't think you can put it down to, to, you know, warming up training or anything like that, but it was a blow because as Jason said, he, he looked to be the outlet. He was getting beyond them. Yeah. Um, and I, and again, it's not, it's not with hindsight, but immediately it surprised me that Cornick was the choice for that. Um, and you know we'll talk about the subs that got made in
1: and the performance I honestly those thought subs. it would be twine or I,
0: I, I actually thought Sykes and and possibly move Memeti yeah. across the, that side or I actually thought Mabude now I know what, you know we'll we'll talk about his performance as we go through the game but I just thought you know this is a lad that we've been told has got pace and power you know runs runs all day is is quick as you like I just felt that that was what we needed. Harry Cornick isn't going to go outside of a defender and then get a crossing on his left, yeah, you know, with his left left foot from that perspective. So I you know, I wrote about McCollum. For for me it was the wrong change at that time, and I said it at that time as well. I didn't think it was the right one with how we were in the game at that moment.
1: Any insight, Jason, from your experience? How well, obviously it depends on the s- severity of the hamstring pull or tear or whatever it is. But is that a six weeks, seven weeks, or longer? Or
2: um, I think with the technology they've got nowadays, you can get straight on it, can't you? With mm-hmm. um, especially with scans and things like that. In the old days, we we had to wait a few weeks to get anything like that.
1: Buster, yeah. Buster would have you back on within yeah.
2: a game. Uh, exactly get that's the old ultrasound machine and uh yeah he's fine um but now now with them yeah what they can do and they use these cryo chambers as well don't they to to get players back a little bit quicker um but he, he's a young lad and he's just hopefully he'll bounce back quite quickly i think the important thing is just to make sure they get it right before he does come back and and make it any worse um but yeah just going on to that i think you know you want to do a light for light There's, because of the success we were getting down the left-hand side mm. it did make sense to bring someone that was going to continue that dominance and that threat down that side. And then with Harry cornick coming on, it didn't, it didn't happen, did it? And he, he did want to come in quite a bit um, and not go on the outside. So that probably affected us quite a bit, I think. from Yeah. The, so, so the, it should really
1: have been then Sykes, Sykes coming on uh, to continue that threat and Mometi, Switching across, yeah. uh, from what we're from what we're saying there. But, so, but like again, I say, there's one there's one thing, Matt. One thing that we've picked out so yeah. far.
0: Yeah, well, like, like I say, the, the Manning sort of said afterwards he that the reason he and specifically didn't make Sykes for for Bell with that change was because he didn't think Sykes could could play that many minutes now was bring You're him talking, off at the end. and That's exactly what I said. We're, we're talking sort of 60 65 minutes there. Now mm. if he puts in 45 and we win the game and he can come off then great. So it just it for for me it just made no
1: sense. It made no sense, yeah. Okay, 35th minute, Memetsi cutting in from the left with a dipping shot. Uh, it was it was an awkward sort of uh, save from Begovic, Matt that one. Uh, it it had a it had dip and swerve. So it was a good strike and good to see Mameti doing that.
0: It looked a far better shot and more dippy and swirvy when I watched it the first time around. When I've watched the highlight, I don't know what Begovic is doing. I think he could have <laughs> chested it and <laughs> volleyed it up the field. I think he made an absolute meal out
1: of it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was a difficult save at all. Yeah, but uh, great to see him getting those shots away and on on Begovic as well, yeah. Jason. I don't know if you if you noticed, but he didn't take his own goal kicks. What's that about? You? Well, it,
2: it was my my boy said how old how old is he now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right and that to me his kicking was quite poor as well his yep. distribution um, and I think probably we could have utilised that a little bit more his inability or his inflexibility mm. I would say as a keeper um, he's 36 yeah, he's, 36 is he oh, he seemed looked a bit older than that but mm, um, yeah, I yeah been, he was older been around been around a long time but yeah I think you know he, yeah we, we didn't really put anything on him did we so yeah Okay.
1: Just hard to know how good he was. Yeah. It's the 36-minute map. McCrory comes inside, goes along the edge of the box, is is pulled down, taken out, Um, and Naki Wells has the free kick just outside the box, and he tries the old knuckle ball and gets it wrong, and it goes over. You've just got to hit the target from that range.
0: I don't know how many. Free kicks, Naki Wells has had for us over the years, but there haven't been many that he seems to have made the keeper make a really good save. Um, from where that was, that looked like you needed, you know, to be able to sort of chip it across and reverse it or what have you, to try the knuckleball from from there and get it out horribly wrong. Yeah, it was absolutely I mean it was a, a ridiculous free kick. And that's where again you're hoping that someone like Twine, you know, if he's on the
1: pitch, well, I you
0: know that he's got that ability. You know, I was just sat,
1: I was sat about 10, 15 rows back. As soon as that went down and I and I looked down onto the bench, I saw one of the players nudge Twine and said, There's one for yeah. you there. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know I don't know who else in the side we've got that would take that. Um, I don't know whether you know Hayden Roberts is he's obviously technically seems to be very good, you know could he have gone the other way with a with a left foot? But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know when you think back who, who else maybe Matty James, you know we've never seen him really hit a sort of dead ball like that, but Mackie seems to do that knuckleball and and as I say I just don't ever recall it coming off really.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a it's such a shame. Obviously with Twine we know he's a dead ball specialist and. If you use on the pitch, that's a great opportunity. But
0: well, and it's your point, and and I used to say this, and I'm sure Jason's done it as well. But from youth football all the way up, you just say to the lad on the free kick, hit the target, mm. hit the target, and that doesn't change it. Yeah, it doesn't change at whatever level you get. And he just got it so horribly wrong, didn't he? Yeah,
2: even if it hits the wall or you know, yeah. goes goes in or ricochets off the wall, you might get another chance. Yeah, sometimes you're not going to clear the wall, but it's. It was, it was embarrassing. That was... Yeah, it was that, a dreadful free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. very, that, very frustrating. That summed up with probably that period of the game as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. And then four minutes later, QPR 1-0 up. It's Elias' chair after Lucas Anderson is given too much space by Roberts on uh, our our left, their right. Um, crosses to the edge of the box and his chair there to slot it home, Jason, and a, a little bit of a... Almost similar to the goal from... from um, Harry Cornick, on Tuesday.
2: Yeah, it was a it was a tough time. Well, it was, it was a bad time for us to concede just before halftime. Yeah, when you, when you say about conceding goals, you don't really want to concede a goal just before halftime. Just gives them that impetus for the second half. And I thought he was decent that in his chair. I thought he he worked his socks off. You know, for for a little 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 player um, all over the pitch. I thought he was one of their most outstanding players and they mm-hmm. probably didn't want it to fall to him, being honest. Yeah. That. that was their really their first chance, I think, wasn't it, of the game? Yeah. More his, or less. What I what I saw. Um the, the and just, bit, I,
0: sh- just the a bit I struggle with, Jace, is that so Ilias Cherries, without a doubt their best player. He's mm-hmm. he's their playmaker. How how is he not picked up? Mm-hmm. You know, I know his movement's very good, but how is Matty James and Joe Williams not seeing him run off them, and he's got time on the edge of the area to... I mean, he just passes it. I mean, it's a great finish. Cornick did similar, like you say, Patch, but I think there was more pace on Cornick's ball. But he just passes it into net. But I'm looking at it thinking, how, how have Williams and James not spotted him being free like that?
2: Yeah. Especially with, their, you know, that's that's probably is their first decent attack. So, yeah, you know, not, yeah. You know and there's, there wasn't many players in the box. Looking back on it, it was... Probably one or two players in the box, and yeah. we have probably got four or five people that should have got a block in. Um, but yeah, that 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 was it then, and you're up against it, aren't you? Their their supports behind them, and yeah. you now I think I think the funny thing of, of them was we're winning away, wasn't it? We yeah, how bad must you be? We're winning yeah. away,
0: and yeah, It's no, a chant I absolutely hate because we've yeah. had it for the last few seasons, and I and I I don't. Yeah for me that isn't support when, when fans do that but you know you get the irony with it but um it, it shows again the there if you if you you play the right ball in it, you know you've then got someone coming onto to it and how many times do we not so much yesterday but do we play across across and you think well that's that's to nobody you've not even looked at it that Anderson picked picked him yeah. out and like knew McCrory exactly what he was doing Tuesday. like McCrory did yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't playing it to an error it was deliberately finding that man in you know he yeah he just had to get a good connection on it and you know Max got Max has got absolutely no chances he uh, and it's
2: like the late run into the box isn't it it's just yeah you know and and midfielders might not pick that up that's probably what Jason Knight could probably do if he's stuck yeah. in a, a deeper position than what he's doing at the moment mm. rather than being too further forward yeah that's Correct. probably would suit him yeah
1: okay halftime summary from Rob sponsored oh, by dear. RB Spoke quizzes I could I
0: could be a five now
1: <laughs> right uh, sluggish sloppy yeah. and sucker punched have lacked intensity throughout and paid the ultimate price from a rare foray by QPR. We've just not been sharp or brave enough, a little too safe and pedestrian, desperately need an injection of drive and purpose. Anis was anonymous on the right and looked a little better when he switched but like many others, seems to be coasting. Largely, we've looked ineffective and need to find a way to crank things up. A great chance to push on against an average opponent on the back of two very impressive oppositions, but we've come up short. This is why we have to temper playoff expectations for this year, still a very long way to go. Plenty of artillery we can unleash from the bench. I gamble on one or two more changes at the break, and maybe we can still come out on top ingenuity required to take the handbrake off. Uh Jason your thoughts on that? I mean even Liam Manning said in his post match that we just never got going.
2: No, it didn't it didn't get any better did it? Second half it was um you know that that goal that they scored and we didn't really come out of the blocks the way I thought we would come out second half. I thought we'd mm. you know go for it a little bit more. Um and that we just we would just laboured, weren't we, all over the pitch? Laboured. The final ball wasn't getting to where it needed to be. Um, there was no pace. There didn't seem to be a lot of pace. We we just couldn't break them down. They were they they were spoiling the game as well. They'd go down mm. uh, every opportunity they could. They, they were clever the way that they, they wanted to manage that game out, yeah. um, and we just didn't. We just weren't at the races for what for whatever reason. you know, at,
1: then, Yeah, go on, Jason. Sorry.
2: No, I just I, I just think that even. Said with the substitutions and bringing other players on you know the last game that worked for us this game Mm. you can go back to the manager saying did did he make the right substitutions probably not but the previous game they worked for him and you know probably lives lives or dies by his you know those those things and you expect more from the players that are going to come on and give you a little bit more um injection of life and energy but it just didn't happen
1: Matt, what Rob's saying about there are plenty of artillery we can unleash. We'll come on to what the substitutions were made, etc. But looking at the bench, going in one nil down at half time, I still was was hopeful of getting a 2-1 win at least. Yeah, be, because
0: again, Rick, QPR hadn't really done anything other than that goal. Mm. Um, and for the first 15-20 minutes, we, we did look really comfortable, you know, without opening them up. So I I genuinely thought halftime he's going to bring Twine on because we know we need a bit of creativity to to you know to open them up. Um and you know potentially Sykes as well, potentially Conway. Um so no like like you I wouldn't I mean and, and I will say as well that on the back of the two wins that we've had it was a really really disappointing performance that first half don't get me wrong at all but I just don't get the booing players no. leaving the field. The booing is just not for me. I don't know what that's then meant to do for them when they go in the changing room. That, that, I don't know that that's going to inspire anybody. Um, so, you know, you've got a Rob made that point there about the playoffs. I, I don't think we've ever been in the hunt for the playoffs because there's so many teams above us. So that is absolutely out of the equation. Um, but with where they've been these last couple of weeks and the way they've performed, I didn't think they deserved to be booed as they went off in that first half. I really didn't. And maybe that's because of the late the late nature of of their goal. But
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Into the second half then. First note I've got is a 56 minute. It was a Wells cross that was blocked. Um, and then it went out for a corner, which was from Hayden Roberts. There's a bit of madness in the box and Begovic and Dicky have a bit of a wrestle um, down in front of you, Matt, in the safe stand. But um, yeah, a little, a little chance there. But um, unfortunately, it came to nothing.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what had happened. I mean, Dicky ended up in the, in the net, and you kind of wondered if it might have turned into something a little bit more. But mm. clearly, Rob Dicky wanted to get one over on his his former side. He was getting some stick from the the QPR fans as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did, I didn't see.
1: The, I think it was a bit, a bit of handbags, really. Yeah. Okay, triple substitution then, Jason, in the 58th minute. It's TGH coming on for Williams, Mabudi coming on for Jason Knight, and Conway coming on for Mometi. So you had Conway, Maboudi, and Cornick as the three with Wells up top. So, yeah, it was good to see, you know, Conway and Wells on the pitch at the same time. And on occasion, they were kind of up as a two, but still that sort of three and the one. But your thoughts on that triple substitution on the 58th minute?
2: With, with, with Tommy, he, he's better as the as the one up front. That's my opinion that he's he wants to be that further one forward. Um, and I think they sort of try and bring him on to do the, the Sam Bell role. And he's a, t- he's a totally different player. If you if you're center forward, which that's what I that was my position, I want to be playing up top. I don't want to be playing out wide because it doesn't suit me. And I think with Tommy, yeah, he'll do the role, but he wants to be that central striker. Um, that's where you get even more chances. And I think that was probably I was surprised that Naki stayed on as one of those substitutions. I thought he would have been taken off and I thought he had a poor game. Sure, we'll come on to that. Um, and then out wide, the new lad Mabudi. Um, we didn't really know what to expect apart from you know he's going to be quick, strong, and hopefully more direct than what we had. Um, but that was, you know, I'm sure sure we'll come on to that as well. <laughs> it proved to be the case, um, but yeah, so, yeah, 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 um, Matt. Yeah, and, and and Hickman. You know, we know what he can do. He's a decent player, but didn't work for him either, did it?
1: No, it just didn't click for hardly anybody yesterday. And we'll, we'll just go through the minutes, Matt, but um, yeah, that, that triple change, I think yesterday we just needed a plan B and changing the, you know, not, not changing the formation. And I know formations are, aren't really, you know, necessary Liam's thing. It's, it's about in possession, out of possession. There's different formations for each one, but why didn't we go too up top at that point with Wells and Wells and Conway and go a different formation?
0: I I don't know. it it feels very much like we always make a like-for-like like substitution, both in terms of the you know, the player coming on and also the, the shape that we've got. Um I watched the um first half or the first 30 minutes of, of Brentford against Liverpool yesterday, and they kept I can't think who the commentator was, but they kept talking about how great it was to see Brentford playing with a front two of Mopé and Tony and what a difference in how hardly any teams at that level play with a two now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, they were linking really well. And, and I'll be honest with you, when I asked someone at the end of the game, um, or I don't know what time it was through our game, what the final score was, I was amazed that Liverpool had won one because Brentford for that first 30 minutes was superb. Um, but yeah, that that the way that they linked together exactly like you've said why why not give that a go why not give them something different to think about with a different shape um you know we know we haven't got a plan b in terms of a you know from a striker point of view we haven't got that Kiefer Moore or someone who's going to bring players in there's Chris Martin with a yet yeah, another goal yesterday but um yeah i, I don't know mate i i that's, that would be my one criticism of Liam Manning. That it, it feels like we, we make like-for-like like changes when it's not working. Um, and actually, yesterday, even the like-for-like like changes, it just did not happen at all. It was... Yeah, we went backwards, didn't we, with the, the subs? It didn't didn't have an impact. And ironically, Patch, you're kind of looking at the bench and sort of starting to talk about how strong it looks and how these players can make a difference. Mm. And yesterday, it almost felt like he probably had too many choices and (laughs) got his choices wrong. Um, So, yeah.
1: Jason, obviously, um, we've seen at Bristol City over the year, over the years, number of, of striking partnerships, but the partnership thing seems to not be there at the moment.
2: No, as Matt said, if you go with a one up front, you you don't get that other opportunity as a striker. And you know when you've got two strikers up there, you know, and you're sort of trying to reach twenty goals a season. That was always the aim. We'll get twenty goals a season. You take that ability away from someone else, or someone else has got to have that impact from midfield. Um, but we. Don't have that impact from midfield so you pay two strikers up front they're both hungry for goals you know they'll get you 15 to 20 goals a season but you have to have that goal from, from another threat and we just don't have that and and not to change it when you know, when we're chasing a game which we were yesterday we needed something out of that game you know, we didn't it just didn't happen did it and you're right make some changes make some formation changes and you know, go for it, because sometimes we just, we need to be a bit more positive, I think.
1: On the other side though, Matt, playing devil's advocate, if we're trying to create an identity and, and stick with this 3-1 and you've got King coming in, it's um, like Bird coming in next season and Stokes and you've got Jason Knight and you've got all of these players that are fast-paced, advanced midfielders with a player up top, it'll click at some points and it'll get better and, and work eventually kind of thing but at the moment play to what you've got yeah but you you can't be rigid can you you
0: can't you can't stick with players in that certain position or um you know playing just that one up top you do need to to vary a little bit and there are times where a, a game just dictates that you need to look at doing something different um had we not seen Naki Wells and Tommy Conway play together as a two and play well as a two, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. But we know that that has worked so much. And surely, you know, in some of the conversations that whoever, Tins or Khalifa, whoever, Pat Mountain, will will sort of say, you know, why, why not give that a go? And, you know, past managers have been criticised for, for keeping certain formations. Um, I just felt yesterday it was crying out for a different option. Um, And again, especially as the game panned out, Scott Twine clearly wasn't anywhere near being fit to be able to be on that pitch because that game was crying out for a Scott Twine-type player for me. Um, So, yeah, very strange. I think he got every substitution wrong, in my opinion.
1: And the fact, you know, what what are we on now? How many games have we played now? 33, is it? Uh, We've played, I'll tell you now... uh, uh, um he yeah. says i'll tell you now yeah i've got it 33 um, yeah 33 yeah 33 so 46 so 13
2: games 13 games left to
1: go yes um, yeah. so the opportunities to to get twine in the team you know, are are reducing but obviously yeah he's not gonna he's not gonna play him if he's not ready to go but why on the bench is obviously a question right um let's move on 63rd minute the first of a couple of very important Max O'Leary saves. This one was from Elias Chair again from the right hand side, Jason. So, uh, Chair's getting in again, and, and Max made some a number of important saves to keep
2: it at one nil. Yeah, Max was tremendous again, wasn't he? Yesterday, um, just think uh, w- without him at the moment, we could be, uh, you know, we could have been dead and buried, yeah. but um, I think. You know he came out with credit. Um, and Max is you know, for all his sort of people that say, Oh, you know, we need another keeper, I think at the moment Max is absolutely outstanding, and um, mm. I just think you know, keep him in there. And um, you know, talking about coaching and stuff like that, Pat Mountain, I, I know Pat actually from uh, from years ago, and a decent guy, and I think he's doing a great job there with the uh, with the coaching of the keepers, so um. Yeah, long may it continue it's, with Matt.
0: It's an interesting one as well, Jason, with Pat, because he's he's the dead ball
2: yeah,
0: as well, isn't he? Yeah, I
2: heard, um, it, I heard that Liam, Liam Manny say about it, didn't he? About
0: yeah. So, yeah, and I think coach. that's both offensively and defensively as well, which is quite unusual, I would have thought, about a goalkeeper that is your, your dead ball specialist from an offensive point of view. Yeah,
2: I think they probably try and... Give him more to do, don't they? Rather than just go out and yeah, play, suppose, play yeah. the keepers, it's um. I yeah, think Brian
1: Tinian should be uh, the offensive set piece coach personally. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, and, and Mickey
1: Bell's sat in there as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they just need a striking coach. I'll go and help them. Yeah, go absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, two,
1: two. Joking aside, two, two of our our best set piece specialists are sat. In the in the HPC, obviously doing different roles, but yeah. they must go out and and show show not show, but demonstrate technique and things bet, like that.
0: I bet they don't. It's the first team. I bet they don't.
1: Mm, okay. Well, maybe we can. Get That's that sorted. A word, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, 63rd minute we've done. So just after that, it was another great chance for QPR. A great double-handed save this time from Max after Anderson fizzes one across Matt. Um, Yeah, as we've said already, Max has kept the score at, w- at 1-0. But um, just on that, uh, I don't know if you noticed that uh, Thomas has got a new contract. Um, yes, to the end of the season. To the end of next season. Is it till next season, is it? I think it was to the end of next season. I will check that. But what does that mean for the likes of Wiles Richards and and Bajic?
0: Well, not only that, but there's a lad on loan at Bath City, Casa Grande, who's who's been, I think he's just signed a new contract as well. Um, But he's, he's been, I think he might have four or five clean sheets in a row. Um, although saying that, I think they conceded one yesterday. But I know he's he's, he's been getting rave reviews.
1: Yeah, um, summer 2025.
0: Yeah, that surprises me with 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 Thomas. Um, I mean, I think Badic is still probably got at least another year, if not two. So potentially, then you're not looking at getting any more experience in there. Um, so yeah, no, that that does surprise me for for a lad that was on loan at oh, sorry, that we've got from loan It Forest Green. Um, and wasn't their first choice yeah but bit of a strange
1: one really yeah badgic is also until june 2025
0: yeah yeah so you've got
1: badgic and thomas both contracted until and i think
0: harvard's contract's up isn't it
1: in the summer i think he had a year contract is up yeah i think in june interesting stuff in the i mean you, you said there people have been calling for another goalkeeper and not for me, that's not necessary to replace Max. It was to give him some. It was always to give but... him
0: competition, as a, a bit like he gave Dan Bentley competition, and then would would take the number one. It was about that. I don't. I don't see badgic or um, Luke Thomas. If, well, we haven't if seen Max... it. We
1: haven't seen enough of them, have we? To no, I the, know, but the, I don't. When
0: when you, I mean, I watched badgic in the warm up. He, he's not a particularly big goalkeeper. Um, and yeah, I, I, it it was all around the competition for me. I mean, I don't unless Max got injured, you don't see either of them
1: yeah. Lewis forcing Thomas, their way in. Lewis Thomas could could come in, Luke, and you could I think, think right? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you you're, yeah, you could, yeah, you could. Um, yeah, Lewis, I yeah, I don't. Tr- truthfully, I don't know
1: enough about him. Like you say, yeah, no. Okay. Right, 73rd minute Ross McCrory off, Sykes on. Great to see Sykes back on the pitch, Jason, someone who has been missed and does score goals from that sort of attacking wide position and and again, a great crosser of the ball. So great to see him on the pitch is is the statement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um yeah, yeah, we we've missed him definitely for the for just his energy work rate and you know his crossing ability and goals, <laughs> um, none of which that we saw when he came on. <laughs> no, there. To him. He, he did one one um, def- defensive run, which was right in front of us. Just you know, towards the end of the game, and yeah, um, and
1: I was worried that he might pull up.
2: Yeah, he, put, he put on the afterburners there. He got he got round. So you know, although you know he's not hundred percent ready to come back, it's it's just nice to have him back. In the fold, in it, in the mix again. Absolutely. Uh, and it just, I, I suppose, without having sort of a reserve team nowadays, it's it's hard for them to get game time to come back in, and that's one of the biggest things. I know some of the lads play in the under twenty ones, but a, a lot of them will go, just come straight back on the bench, but haven't have only trained rather than played games, and I think you know sometimes there's there's, there's a sort of that part of the jigsaw puzzle missing because they don't get that competitive game time before they get thrown straight back onto the the game and, you know, someone like that Mabudi, for example, he's come straight in without playing any as he played an under-21s game or under- I don't think he I think has, he has though, don't I don't you. think he has No, no he So, has. so there's, there's sort of, a, for me, there's a bit of a gap between players getting injured, coming back and playing without yeah. that sort of step um, and I think, you know, that, that's a bit of a miss really Yeah Okay,
1: Um, 81st minute, Sykes tries to force an opening, giving the ball inside to Naki Wells. He spots a run of Tommy Conway, who shoots just past the far post and wide. But that's more like it, Matt. 81st minute, that sort of move with Sykes and Wells and Conway making a run, it just obviously goes wide. But that's what we're more used to seeing lots of.
0: Yeah, and Liam Manning actually said after the game that that's something they'd worked on the day before. Um, it was an area that they'd identified and um, kind of almost worked to, to perfection. It was, it was a good run from Tommy, but the angle was just a little bit too great, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and unfortunately, it went past the far post. But it was our only real, it felt like our only real opportunity,
1: didn't it? Yeah, definitely. In the in the second half, obviously, yeah. first half we had uh, McCrory um, and that Jason Knight chance. Knight, but yeah. Yeah, limited opportunities, and and then the game sort, kind of comes to an end. But in in the last sort of four or five minutes, we had a couple of corners, one really bad delivery, one really good, and then there was that um, you know clearance off the line that was flagged offside with Naki Wells involved. So a frustrating end to the game, bit of time wasting, Jason from from QPR. That corner at the end as well, I don't know why Max O'Leary didn't go up as a outfield player until the age of 14, 15. He could have mixed it up in the box a little bit, which, you know, always adds a bit of excitement, especially with his Ray Cashley goalkeeping top on. But yeah, a frustrating <laughs> end, Jason, to the game.
2: Yeah, just c- couldn't see it happening. Really, as I said earlier, I just, just didn't want what happening for us yesterday. Just whatever we did wasn't working. Um, and it was just yeah, just disappointing, just a flat end to uh, to a disappointing day, really. Um, and yeah, everything that he tried just didn't work. Players were flat. Um, and I, it's quite interesting because I Ed, Ed Hadwin that does radio Bristol. Ed does coaching with us on a on a Saturday. I saw him earlier, and I said, uh, Ed, you know, what, what was your? I said, I'm going on, I'm going on the podcast. What's what's your verdict on, <laughs> on the on the game? He he just. Said they were just tired out on their feet. That that was what he said. You know, I know we can look at other things, but that was a huge factor. I think mentally and physically, the boys were just just drained, and we just got to put it down to bad day at the office. I think. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think uh,
1: listening to Liam Manning afterwards on the radio, kind of saying now we've got a week to prepare to prepare for Sheffield Wednesday Matt, and they definitely look like they need that week for both a rest and. To analyse that, as I know Liam Manning will, will analyse it to the nth degree of to try and pick out where it went wrong to try and prevent that happening again.
0: Yeah, I mean he's given them sort of today and tomorrow off, um, so that will will hopefully um, recharge, freshen up their, their yeah, freshen up their minds, recharge a little bit. Um, it, it's I, I know, and I've seen a lot of things on the, the forum around. Um, that being used as an excuse. Um but it 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 does come into it. You know, we've had an emotional couple of weeks with the cup games, the Southampton victory and even even when you win and you're on a high with that it actually is pretty emotionally draining. I know I felt in the crowd from that point of view. So, you know, it, it does have an impact. Yes, other sides have got just as, you know, many games. I think QPR even played on Wednesday this week rather than Tuesday. So I had less time than us to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were coming off the back of a defeat against Stoke. And so, you know, where they are in the league, they had something to prove a little bit um but it you know it must come into play and, and Jason you know is an, an ex-pro in all of the games that you played there must have been games when you were on a run of wins and you know on, on a bit of a crest and you come up against a team you know you should be beaten and you lose and you just can't explain it can you it just one of those things in football surely
2: yeah no it just happens and and the mental side of um Exhaustion as well, as as you said, Matt. It's you know we played some games when when I was at Cheltenham, and we you know we had some semi-finals, and we got luckily got to the trophy final. But I'd never experienced mental, um, like tiredness, and from those from those games, I was absolutely exhausted, not just physically but mentally as well. And it does it does come into play, and I think it's quite, and I don't think unless. You've done it and experienced it. It's hard to sort of explain it or feel that mental physically. And I think it does. It will, it will have an impact. And they are human beings, aren't they? These yeah. lads. And you know, they don't go out there on purpose to, to not play well. Or and and I think Joe, that that typified with Joe Williams and the way he was. And he he'll be the first to be distraught about his performance, yeah. for sure. But you know, he's been really, really good, outstanding. And and Matty James as well. Yeah, last of James, couple of games. Matty James has played. You know, especially the West, the West Ham, the the Forest game. Matty James has been, you know, I'd I'd love to have seen him play when he was for Leicester. He, he yeah. must have been some player, and he's had a great season so far. So, you know, I just I just think don't take it away from what they've done so far. You know, yeah. to just stay as positive as we can because you know we we are seeing signs of improvement.
0: Yeah. And, and you, you I mean, you're right patch in terms of, you know, ne- next week's game now becomes massive. I think Wednesday on the back of beating Millwall, which is no no mean feat. Um, you know, he's, he's come in the new manager. They've got a good cut, you know, they've had a, a couple of really good results, mm. but it, you know, you go away to Borough and you beat Borough on their own patch. And then you end Southampton's 25 unbeaten run you know, and then you lose to QPR. and mm. next up is Sheffield Wednesday. And, and already you're looking at it thinking, you know, I'll, I'll take a point kind of it Wednesday because, um, and we haven't got the best, the best of records at Sheffield Wednesday, certainly not over the last few seasons. I don't feel when I've been there, it always feels like I'm, I'm walking out after a loss or a pretty dire game. So yeah.
1: see Southampton we'll went see. back to winning ways on Friday night against West Brom.
0: And look really, really good. Um, you know, composed. Um, there are a few sort of results yesterday that, that you kind of looked at. I mean, they're they're the they're the best four sides in the league are where they are at the moment. I mean, they're they're head and shoulders above anything else. Yeah. I think anything else can be anything else in this league.
1: Um, well, what it has main... done that the results yesterday and Friday night has has given fifth and sixth are still achievable, but that we would need to go on a hell of a run and beat teams beneath us as well as the teams above us
0: and and honestly Patrick, you know jason sort of talked about the improvements that's that's what i'm interested in i i would like a top 10 finish um, because that does show that improvement um but our our inconsistency will mean that we just you know and, and christ almighty can you imagine if we got anywhere near the playoffs um you know we we just we're just not we're not capable at the moment to to be anywhere near that level for me. Um, yeah. The Southampton performance was outstanding, but our consistency over the season just isn't there. Um, and until you get that level of consistency, you're never going to achieve what you want to achieve. So that's something that they, they, they really
1: need to work on. Okay, So 33 games, 12 wins, eight draws, 13 losses, a plus one goal difference. I just want that that plus goal difference to stay. Uh we Jason it's an interesting one you know this season and, and and last season to be fair. We we rarely get beaten by more than one goal if we get beaten.
2: Yeah, so I just think yeah, when was the last time we would had a heavy defeat? Probably not Yeah, quite a while. I think
1: yeah. there was there was a there was a 3-0 I think not so
2: Yeah, so we you know that, that shows that we're doing obviously from a defensive point of view, we're doing very well. I don't think there's many changes that we need at the back. Is there? We've got strength coming back. Um, Shane Rob Atkinson, you know, got injured. Yeah. Um, because I thought before he got injured, he, he was one of the one of our better players, especially defensively. But Zach's done well. Um, you know, looks, you know, that's his position isn't it at the moment mm. for, for someone to take off him. Um, and and Rob. Didn't play as well yesterday, I don't think. Um, I think he sort of probably looked exhausted like the others. And, you know, I think with, with Max as well, you know, been unfortunate, a couple of goals that, you know, he chances that he spilled, doesn't he, over a couple of games. But, yeah, we you know, we, we're solid all round. Just, it's just that other end, isn't it? Just missing that finishing touch, that 20 goals, which everyone else is looking for as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll yeah. find it. We'll find it sooner or later, I'm sure but um, probably not till next year now, obviously.
1: Yeah, Yeah. just scrolling back through results that we've been beaten by two on a couple of occasions, um, but not being beaten by three goals. I'm still going all the way back to October October 2022, Birmingham away, 3-0. 3-0, yeah. It's the last time we lost by three, but um, yeah, obviously Preston. This season yes. two 2-0 and a couple of others, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's something positive that we that we that we don't get hammered. <laughs> Q Q Sheffield Wednesday. Well, there is. Well, I mean you're right in terms of scoreline. I mean if you
0: looked at a few of those, Thursday
1: mean, Le- Le- Leeds was a hammering. Wasn't Leeds it?
0: was a hammering, wasn't it? And and it was a Max O'Leary displayed it really, mm. um, and, and to a degree <laughs> yesterday it probably should have been two or three. Um, with the possession and then and the good chances that they had, but no, generally I think defensively we've we've been pretty sane. But it is just that that creativity element, and that's again goes back to why I was surprised that it was it was Bell and Williams in the middle. I just felt that maybe TGH's extra energy in there um, might have made a difference. In you know, again, we'll we'll go through the, the ratings in a minute. But even with Mabudi, Mabudi for me yesterday absolutely looks like a lad that needs a run of 21 games. You know, I, I can't believe he is any further forward than um the lad from Ireland. I mean I know Stokes has gone back, but he, he everything we thought he was, we didn't see at all yesterday. I don't I can't recall him taking his man on. He played a number of sort of balls that just weren't anywhere near um, you know, on on the money and kind of almost could see his confidence eroding a little bit. So, you know, it's one one you just needs to be a little bit careful of. And in fairness, if I'm Ephraim Yaboa, and I'm looking at that display yesterday, I'm thinking in the displays I've put in this season, I've given far more than that and created, you, yeah. know, you know, more, more than that. So, you know, Liam Manning has to be a little bit careful. And I know it's not a, a done deal with Mabudi, but you, you kind of need to see him. To see whether you're going to sign him hmm. but he's got to do more when he comes on it with what half an hour 32 minutes or so to play yesterday he's got to do more there and he's got to show a little bit more bravery because i thought he he took a few easy options yesterday and went kind of backwards and didn't try and attack the man um what, what and worried actually, me we, we lost that when sam bell went off we didn't seem to yeah. attack them at all
1: what really worried me yesterday was just the number of misplaced passes all over yeah. the pitch. There yeah. was people passing the ball behind the player instead of in yeah. front of the player. Well, there I, was, I think,
0: the one that that led to the. I don't know if it was the Anderson chance. um Taylor Gardner hitman just just sort of played yeah. inside, and almost TGH almost kind was of,
1: just turning around or going yeah, almost and kind backwards. of gave
0: up. Almost kind of gave up on the challenge as well, and 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 maybe you know that that does come back to that fatigue, but it just felt as a fan watching it you can understand why fans say they didn't look interested you know sykesy coming on for me yesterday he he looked a shadow a shadow of the player that we know that he is in terms of his trying to take it on he got the ball on the halfway line four five six times and didn't go to take his man on at all He, he looked to go back or looked to come inside and it just felt a little bit yesterday like we we were just moving it a little bit too slowly. We we weren't getting it out and then we weren't being brave to try and take them on. So yeah.
1: What which shadow did he look like? Hank Marvin or?
0: Well, not Shadow Williams, sadly. If he'd looked like Shadow Williams, we might have got somewhere.
1: Well, happy 84th birthday to Shadow Williams yesterday.
0: He's never eighty-four.
1: He is. He is. He... Wow,
0: is he? Christ what,
1: almighty. What a he walks
0: man. better than he walks better than me <laughs> <in> 54. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: what a, yeah, he is. What a gentleman, yeah. Oh, happy birthday,
1: Shadow, yeah. Right, Matt, um, and a happy birthday today to Carl Naismith. Oh, is it also? Carl's birthday, is it? Oh, fair play. Yeah. Happy
0: Absolutely. birthday, Carl.
1: Right, over to you, Matt. Okay. okay. Um, Have you got Jake, you need Jason's uh, score?
0: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Average, I think I got yours as well, Patch, but yeah, Jason.
1: What do you think your predicted average rating out of 10? 6.2. Generous. That's yeah, very generous. generous. Jason that's not, that's, he's yeah, straight yeah. at the top of the league, isn't he? Yeah, he's
0: got he's, he's gone very, very high there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's
2: because no, I'm an ex-player, and you know you've got to
0: you've got to look after him. But yeah, yeah. I've got to look
2: after my fellow uh
0: <laughs> no, no surprises though, Jason, but you're not winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, hang on.
2: Um let me just put this, that in the prize there. is
1: um what, the prize is on the screen now, Jason. One of these lovely three peeps uh beer mat slash uh coasters.
2: Oh, that's why I didn't bother going
1: but. for it. <laughs> well, I was just about to Probably. say, I'm going to send you one, but I'm not going to bother, Nate. <laughs> no, please.
0: <laughs> what, what I will say, though, Patch, is um, we did have a tremendous number of uh, entries again yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I think we had 69 um, comments, which is obviously good to see. And I think also shows that when things aren't great, you do, you do get sort of a, a few more comments, don't you? But overall, the, the average from all of those that, that took the time was 5.42. Yeah, six sixty eight people we had. And that ranged from John Allison, um, who had a four, put in four. And the highest was um, an ex-pro that we know, um, who put in 6.20. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have obviously
2: had a good research, but I might have to come back to that.
0: Like, Too late. Too late. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Max, I went seven and I have to say, I saw, I saw the, um, the FPA gave it to Rob yesterday. I thought Max was, was clearly man in a match for us yesterday. I've got to be honest to say, um, but Alan Walsh made made that decision. Was was it Walsh's? Was it, I was going to say, I thought it must've been a defender, but yeah, fair, fair play. But yeah, Max, Max, I went seven. I thought he, he absolutely kept the score down. I thought his distribution was, was decent yesterday. um, and then the, the, the back four, so Ross McCrory, Rob Dickey, Hayden Roberts and Zach Viner, I went four sixes for all of them. I thought they had decent games. I didn't think they were were unduly troubled. Um, I don't even necessarily blame them. Maybe Robert well Roberts did get caught out a little bit, um, you know, with 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 their goal um a bit too far up the field. But generally I thought the back four four had decent games. Um and even with McCrory going off, I just felt we even lost his impetus because he does like to drive forward with it, doesn't he? So, you know, and, and now he's, what, four, five, six games in? You think he, he must be getting to a point now where he can be playing 90 minutes. Um, but, yeah, so that for those, I went I went four sixes. Um, Midfield-wise, for those that started, Matty James, Joe Williams... Um, and then 90, I went three fives. I just, just didn't think it worked for any of them yesterday. Um, Joe in particular, I know Jason sort of referenced that, you know, and he has been superb of late. I think even he got really frustrated. There were a couple of little niggly moments as well where he he, he landed one on someone as well, where he sort of went at them. Um, so I think, and I think that was born out of frustration as well. Um, so yeah, I went, I went three fives for them. Um Anis Mameti, I went five. Um, Anis, he, he's got to got to produce more from an end delivery point of view. He can't he can't be doing what he's doing at the moment. He's see, he's seen a lot of the ball just not doing enough with it. Um he's got to improve on that. Um Naki Wells, I went five. Didn't think Naki did enough yesterday. He he was a little bit petulant at times, felt the decisions weren't going for him, and you could see him chucking his toys out the pram a little bit. Um, I was surprised he, he didn't make way for, for for Tommy Conway when he came on. Um, and actually, from a forward point of view, Sam Bell was the only one I gave a six to. And I know he was only on for like 24, 25 minutes, but I thought he was our, our most attacking threat throughout the game, really. Um, and then in terms of the subs... Um, Taylor Gardner Hickman, I went four, which I know sounds sounds really harsh, but just didn't think he did anything and and gave it away. Cornick, I went five. That could have been a four because he was nowhere near giving any kind of performance as he did the other night. Um, you know, and and you go from seeing a Harry Cornick performance the other night where you're thinking, you know, may, maybe maybe he's finally. Getting a, You know, might get a run of games and we'll start to see really what he's about. And then he puts in a performance like that where kind of didn't do anything. And Tommy, I went five. I didn't think Tommy, you know, he had that one chance, but really nothing else. Um, and Mabude, I went four. And I, I felt bad giving Mabude a four because he's a young lad. But I think with what we've been told he's about, as I said earlier on, we didn't see any of that yesterday. And and he just looked lost out there. Um so yeah, on, on you know you you looked at that yesterday with Mabude, and he must be showing something in training um, because there's absolutely no way I'm I'm signing this lad at the moment with seeing what I've seen from yesterday. Now, admittedly, it's half an hour, so you're not going to judge it on that. But you know he's 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 got to be a little bit more direct and do a bit more than that. So yeah, it, it's difficult when it is such a, a poor performance you know, number of fives, couple of fours, and, and then really the sixes and sevens for the ones at the back. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you've got any that you, you disagree with.
1: Um, yeah. No, nope. not much nope. for me.
0: So if we go with that on that basis, we've got an average player rating there of 5.43. Um, and the closest to that is, oh, sorry, I say the closest, the one who's bang on, um is ben bond now slight controversy again patrick with ben bond <laughs> in that he did put two in he did put one in yesterday but he then put another one in today in our whatsapp group before oh. any of this to say i'm pretty sure i put something in yesterday but i can't find it so i'm going 5.43 and that's what i'm sticking with okay. so he did say that beforehand so we'll give him the benefit but yeah, yeah mr right. mr bond um 5.43 julian haynes just missed out 5.42 and George Damsel, James Ward, Paul Collins, Paul March, Taunton Red had 5.45. Mm-hmm. So there are thereabouts. And, and actually, as I say, from an average point of view, the average was 5.42. So, so you're spot on them? Pretty much, yeah. Everybody um, almost in agreement there. It was 5.43 for Ben. Yep. Okay. And for Liam, hate to do it, but it's a four for me for Liam. Um, I thought he All got right. a lot of things wrong yesterday. Um, and I think that might even be the first four of the season for a manager. Um, from, a,
1: from a nine on Tuesday, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, we had a we had a four actually against Birmingham, um, the home game against Birmingham that we lost 2-0. Okay. But yeah, I just thought he got a, a lot wrong yesterday. Um, and that's going to
1: happen, of course it is. Okie dokie. Right, let's roll on a week then to Sheffield Wednesday. another um, Another chance to put things right and whether, how we line up is the question, I guess, Jason, for for that game. Um, presumably Bell's going to be out, Pring's still going to be out. No one else is looking like coming back in the near future. I think Naismith and Atkinson are a little bit more longer term. Sykes and Twine are, are available. Let's hope. I think, um, Nates,
0: I think Naismith might be on the bench for, for next week. I'm sure that he was close to oh, being okay. back
1: available. So yeah, if he's on the bench, that's not in the starting lineup. But no, no, yeah. potentially we're looking at so Tanner would come back in, you'd have thought. Um, particularly for an away game. I can kind of understand why he went a bit more attacking with McCrory. Um so Max Tanner, Viner Dickey, Roberts will continue, you'd have thought. And then it's the T G H Williams James dynamic question. Um I would have thought TGH starts with Williams or James. Um And then S- uh, what, Sykes, Knight, Twine is the three. And then Conway or Wells. Your thoughts, Jason?
2: Yeah, I think you haven't mentioned um, too much about Connor Roberts. I thought in spells he did quite well yesterday. I think he... Hayden. Looked, oh, sorry, yeah, Hayden. Connor, Connor Roberts. Was he? yeah. he's, the, he's
0: the Burnley right back, isn't he? Ah, there you oh, go. go. he's, right, he's, there gone on, he's gone on loan to... Mm. can't think where he's gone, but
2: yeah. yeah. He, he, Leeds, Leeds. He, he he still he still to me looks a decent player. Yeah, yeah. He played he's, really well Tuesday, didn't know, he? And he he's got a good engine on him. I didn't think he gave up yesterday, I thought we did okay. Um, so yeah, to to continue that. We just meet Miss Cam's uh, you know, his his determination, his his work rate, he gets forward well, doesn't he? And puts a tackle in every now and again. So you know, he's hundred percent, isn't he? Cam. I don't know how far he is off. Does anyone know what uh, yeah, I think, as I say, I think I think he's due to be back. I think
0: it, th- there was some surprise he wasn't on the bench yesterday. So unless he's had a, a setback, which wouldn't be unusual, yeah, I, th- I thought he was due to be back.
2: But, um, and then, yeah, midfield. Yeah, I agree with you, Patch. That you now I think Hickman Tate, Tate will come in for one of the one of the two. I think he'll probably start night, but that might even be a change that he might give Knight rest as well. And do then, think, up front, do you think there's any
1: chance of night... Going into that too, so at the moment the, the 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 two is out of William Williams, James and TGH in that sort of two in the midfield, and then it's the three and then the one. So Knight Knight is also a possibility in there, as is McCrory. And I keep banging on about this, but I think McCrory, if Tanner goes on the in right back, why not put McCrory in in that two and try, try something a little bit different?
0: Could have yeah. done that yesterday, couldn't he? Could have moved Ross in and
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I still, it'd still be nice to know what his best position is because at the moment he's he's played as a you know as a right back, hasn't he? And then he's played him a little bit further forward as well on the right hand side, and yeah, just give him a chance to go somewhere else and uh, mm. see because he, he, to me he is a defender, isn't he? He's that, that's what he's come as yeah. a defender, and, you know. So and and the two in midfield, you know, they they do sit quite deep, don't they? Especially mm. Williams and James. They're, so I'm sure he could play that position as well. Um, and then up front, it'd be nice to see Tommy come back in, I think, as the as the central forward. Um, and then on the left, just need a bit of pace, don't we? On the left, I think Mameti, I think you'll probably give him a rest. And I think, yeah, maybe Sykes. Um, I don't think he'll start cornick. And then um on the right. Yeah. Maybe Twine, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm yeah, Matt, I'm
1: going. For, I'm going. Max, Tanner, Viner, Dicky, Roberts, TGH, Williams, Sykes, Knight, Twine, Conway.
2: Yeah, I would go the same. Yeah, there you go. there's a winning, winning formula there.
0: Yeah, I'd go the same. Yeah, the only one I'm, I might, as you say, I might stick Knight in for TGH um, in the middle, but yeah, I, I would go the same.
1: Cool. All right, we'll leave it there. Um, Matt, are you up to a seven now? probably mate. yeah to be fair yeah thank yeah. you well that's been an achievement yeah, for some, this podcast <laughs> yeah no i mean to be fair main,
0: mainly down to jason's insight but yeah um
1: what are you saying yeah. about my insight <laughs> unbelievable
0: at all. Yeah. i will say um I heard some very very you know um positive comments made about your hosting at the uh the Leeds celebrations on friday night so well well done to you mate because i know all how right. much effort you have to put into to that sort of thing so yeah Appreciate huge, that. kudos to you mr warner
1: yeah, it was a long, long day on Friday. Um, I bet it was. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, all well worth it to see the look on the boys' face when they walked out into onto Ashton Gate, and I know they thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the the the, the weekend celebration um, as well. So, yeah, appreciate uh, that. And you,
0: you know me. One final thing. Sorry, um, just but one um, to, final about, thing about the captains. Fantastic. So, oh, great, great to see Jeff Merrick, um, Lewis Kerry, um, you know honoured with a, a a place on the uh the ashton wall uh i think it's on the rising sun pub i might be wrong um i know it's down that that way again but yeah, on following wall, on yeah. from the following on from the chris garland one um great to see and great to see t- sir jeff and, and lewis talking about it so again great great credit to everybody involved those that um put Art their hand in fans. the pocket yeah, one, yeah. Um, and I for fans for for Neil and Chris it's brilliant work. So long may that continue and uh, see some more some more faces up there.
1: Excellent. Like you're about to speak then, Jason. Have you oh, got? Just, a, have you got a one final thing as well?
2: Oh yeah, just <laughs> I, I, I had a few um, a few mates go up to um, Northampton yesterday with Bristol Rovers. They lost obviously three one, so could be worse. They could have uh, could have <laughs> their way to, to Northampton and got beat three one. So uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that, a smile on the face (laughs) but as i said
0: chrissy chrissy martin scoring game. i saw in the week as well that matty taylor kind of had a word with the crowd didn't he and sort of said you know you you need to back them for longer when things go against us (laughs) stick with us and it's an interesting thing to hear that that i referenced about the booing at half time you know players and and jason will notice himself from playing players will hear that and i don't you know i as I said, it, it wouldn't inspire me. So little things like that, when things start to go against you, that's when you want your crowd getting behind you and then
1: seeing what happens. So yeah, I thought, I thought that, that was Not that Jason ever got booed, but should you have got booed, oh, Jason yeah. and your teams Um, and like hearing chants, like how S must you be we're winning away and things like yeah. that. And the booing at halftime, yeah. booing at full time. What does that do? Does that make you angry and want to come out and and prove them wrong or does it just get you in the mindset that, that you know lacking confidence what how does that feel
2: I think the disappointing thing is because of Tuesday night and everyone being clapped off and you know it you, you go into another game a few days later and the crowd have turned on you and it they, is turning on you and you know is, is it a proper support if you boo players off no it's not you know they they seem to be an honest bunch of lads um and you know you're gonna have an off day every now and again so you know let's hope there's not too many of those off days um but it does it does it does affect you you do hear things you know from crowd and it doesn't you know it doesn't instill you loads of confidence and there's certain players that it thrive on confidence yeah you know and and people will go in their shell or they won't want the ball it's it does happen if uh if that
0: if- that's that's the thing definitely for me is that as you say players aren't then going to want the ball or will then potentially take that safe option rather than trying something that little bit different or being that bit braver mm-hmm. and we all you know again i know because it gets levered at us perhaps more than than others we are all fans i pay my money for mm-hmm. my season ticket and for the, the home and away i go i've never booed a team and i've been at some bloody awful games over the years because I just don't see that it's going to do anything for them. And I don't want players almost to have an excuse to hide, you know, And and but I also accept that it works both ways. You need to see that effort. You need to see players wanting to perform to to kind of get you. So, yeah, it's, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't sometimes, yeah. isn't it? But it's not for me.
2: Okay, and I suppose it's the frustrating thing is that it's been, we've had some good, you know, spells recently. We've yeah, exactly. Really good highs, have not we? And yeah, sort
0: of, You, know, you so, know, with what we've yeah. seen at West Ham, Forest, and then Southampton, yeah. you know, they've they've got a bit of credit in the bank, haven't they? From yeah, that definitely. point of view, I'd like to think. But yeah, I know you've got a call at how You see it, and you know, we're not we're not sugarcoating it anyway. It was dreadful yesterday. Yeah. There's no two <laughs> ways about that. I think a a performance against Southampton like we did, if we played. Half as well as we played against Southampton, we win that game yesterday.
1: Yeah, that's um, the that's frustrating
0: the, that's thing, the, isn't that, it? And that's exactly it. That's that's what I mean by typical Bristol City. It's it's the frustration because you know these players are capable, but maybe it does just come down to that that fatigue element. And yeah, hopefully we'll have a good week in. Twine maybe, you know, a, a bit more on the, the training. And interestingly, it's it's kind of a, a bit of a free week for Liam Manning from a coaching point of view. So, mm. you know, he's referenced not being able to get certain things into them because of the recovery time and what they need to do. Maybe, you know, they might be able to get a few more of their ideas in there.
1: Yeah, I don't think there'll be any walk-in footballing training this week.
0: No, no, probably not.
1: Right, we'll leave it there. Uh big thank you to legacy number seven three three, Jason Eaton. Always a pleasure. Um Matt, always a pleasure. And uh, you, roll mate. on Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. We'll be uh we'll be making an early exit of Bristol, Matt, for that one. We will do, yeah. Yeah. Great pleasure Thanks everyone for listening to right, us peace over us. on X at three P I A P C. And uh, we'll be back soon. Cheers all.
0: Take care all.